Welcome to Didache, where we are studying to show ourselves approved, rightly dividing the word of truth so we can worship God in spirit and truth, deepening our knowledge of God, thereby enabling us to deepen our love for God. Here is your host, Justin Peters. Welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that this finds you and yours doing well, and I want to thank you for joining me. We will continue our study today uh, into the Jehovah's Witnesses and our study via a replaying of my witnessing encounter with two Jehovah's Witnesses a few weeks ago in San Diego, California. Rather extended uh, witnessing time, and I recorded this, and so I'm playing it so that you can have a, a view, a little peek into their uh, worldview, a little peek into their hermeneutic, how they take scripture out of context. Thus far, thus far in this uh, exchange, I have proven them wrong on Colossians 1.15. I've proven them wrong on the verses following Colossians 1.15 about the insertion of the word other in their New World Translation. Uh, Colossians 1.15 itself, I've proven them wrong on their view that that indicates that Jesus was a created being. I have proven them wrong. Well, I started to say I've proven them wrong on John 1.1. 1, 1. I think that's coming up later in the, or maybe we've already done that. I can't even remember now. No, I think I've already done that in the, in the um, in this exchange. But anyway, proving them wrong on John 1.1 1, 1, when they say, in the beginning was the Word, and word, word was with God, and the word was, word was a God, proving them wrong on that. And uh, now I am proving them wrong on their view of a lack of eternal punishment for those who die in their sins. And that's what we will hear more of today. And as you will see, they have a very diminished view of God, a very low view of Him, very low view of holiness, a very elevated view of man, and they excuse sin. They say that uh, uh, sin can be excused because of how maybe you were raised, if you were raised in bad situation, and there's other factors that kind of made you do what you do, do what you did, and all this stuff, and that should give you, that should merit you a second chance. So anyway, with that as way of introduction, let us go in to our next installment, today's installment of Witnessing to the Witnesses. Here we go. I get that, but go to the last verse. I think it's, we're talking the same thing, but I totally appreciate the explanation. Verse 23, though, like when I first brought it up at 623, it says, for the wage... Okay, so he says here, however, in verse 22, however, now that you have, were set free from sin and became slaves to God, you are producing your fruit in a way of holiness, and the end is everlasting life. For the wages sin pays is death, but the gift God gives is everlasting life by Christ Jesus our Lord. So, again, he's talking about the wages. So, if you, as a sinner, there's going to be death. So, is that what you're trying to say? The reason, the reason that... literal death here. The reason that one day all of us are going to die. You know, none of us is getting out of this thing alive. <laughs> you're going to die, you're going to die, I'm going to die. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, is death. Uh, is because of sin. Yeah. The reason Absolutely. I'm crippled, the reason yeah. we age is That's because it. we live in a fallen world. Exactly. And so, in a sense, yes, uh, the wage, the consequences of yes. that sin is physical death. Yes. We are going to die. Yes. But, for the
for those who have been made new creatures in Christ through repentance of sin. And that's something we hadn't even talked about yet, but repentance of sin and placing your faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Once we die, we live forever. We that's live. I'm having a hard time contemplating because what if you die before you've made that that if you before you've got that connection with God, are you going to hell? Yes. Okay, so let me ask you this: What if your son? I'm thinking my son. My son's 25 years old. Uh-huh. You know, you have a son, and he makes a number of mistakes. And um, we know our kids make all kinds of mistakes because we're imperfect and get involved in things based upon your, you might, you know, not that my kid did this, but some kid might get involved in smoking cigarettes and they might get involved in some other things. Um, we, I continue to work with my son. You work with your children. And so if they happen to die, before, like young at a young age, before they had an opportunity to really mature and to be able to get to know God, they're going to hell for the rest of their life, for forever. It doesn't make sense no, to No, if they die before they reach an age in which they are... What age is that? It doesn't say anything about the Bible. I think there's something to be said. Uh, you look at the Jewish uh, 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 custom that boys were considered men at around age 13, yeah. give or take. You know, I don't think you can look at a certain date on yeah. the calendar, but I think there's something to be said. But for, I guess the point I'm trying to make is, is that we don't have an age, but... It's like, does it seem fair and loving? Because as a father and a son, if you have a kid that's struggling with emotional issues and he keeps making mistakes, don't we try to recorrect them and readjust them? And, and, and yeah, that's, that? that's what, you, that's do, what right? a father does for a son. That's but, right. but what if and they that's... die in the middle of it by an accident? Say they're in the middle of going back and forth between emotions and are, and are struggling with things, and then somehow a freak accident, car wreck happens, and they die. They're going to go to hell forever. Die. I have a hard time choking that down because you have an elevated view of a man and a diminished view of god yeah i just i just think it's not a i don't think a loving god would would uh, understand that we're imperfect we have all kinds of emotional makeups we have a, a lot of bad things happening to people today molestations and and all kinds of things happening to people today um that he would he so you would, think a child molester that that would be worthy of hell right well yeah absolutely but, but you don't I, even believe in no, hell. <laughs> I know exactly. It'd be absolutely. So, he would be absolutely um, should be tried for his 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 crime. But if he dies, if he dies, um, according to the scriptures, there'll be because of his. Who knows what his makeup is? Why is he a molester? Maybe he was molested himself. It doesn't matter. Hmm. What it doesn't matter. What if, if, if I mean that 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 floors me. If. Let's just say your son was younger than what he is. Yeah. Let's say your son is nine years old, and he goes off to summer camp or something, yeah. and one of the counselors, heaven forbid, yeah. raped me. your son. Okay. And he came up to you and said, oh, well, you got to understand, I, I was molested. Would you forgive that? Would you personally forgive that individual? Or would... I would have to wrestle with coming to a, it would be very difficult, and I'll freely admit it would be very difficult. Yeah. But whether or, not, whether or not I forgive him... Yeah is immaterial to the fact that That's he has committed a crime. I agree. He should be and charged for the crime. I agree with that. But could you forgive him as an individual? I would have to come. To I would have to, honestly, I would have to wrestle with that in my own why walk with the Lord and sanctification. Why would you do that? Why would I do what? Try to forgive him. Because your natural inclination because is not to Because my natural inclination freely, sure, is not, not to forgive him. Why would you? I would have to wrestle and come to the point where I did forgive him because I know that I have been forgiven of all of my crimes against God. That's my point. That is my point. And so, the loving but God... But only the through... Love, 
only through Christ, only through the merits of Christ. I am with you on all that. And that's what I'm trying to say is that if you, Jesus is telling us that because of the way they forgive us for everything we've done, we, we are forgiven for our sins, that we are to forgive others. And so we have to fight against our imperfect inclinations to, to but fight. Even, but even that. So now this person dies. Wouldn't God have the same feeling toward that individual? No, not if he rejects the cross, mm-hmm. not if he rejects Christ. Okay. That's no. Kind of, I mean, a little now, if someone, if someone molests a child, mm-hmm. theoretically, yes. If that person is brought to a place of genuine faith and repentance, genuine repentance, Mm -hmm. and repentance is not just stopping from certain sins. You could take an alcoholic. You would agree that being drunk is a sin, right? In fact, I don't think y'all even drink Coke. Oh, yeah. No, we drink drink Coke. I know that there are other religions out there. All right. Well, whatever. We we like our wine and we like our... We don't like Coke, though, because too much sugar and... um, But we... I just don't... I don't like Diet Coke. Because it's got cancer-causing things, but I have other personal reasons why I don't drink Coke. Okay. <laughs> but it's not like I wouldn't have a Roman Coke. So you take... So. Let's use something a little bit different. Let's, <laughs> let's, I mean, that would work, but let's say you would agree that pornography is a sin, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So let's take a pornographer. Okay. Let's put him on a helicopter, fly him out wherever West is, 100 miles out that way, 100 miles out into the Pacific Ocean, find some deserted island somewhere, drop him off on that island, give him a tent, give him some bread and some water, leave him. Guess what? He stops looking at pornography. Has he repented? Yeah. Has he? Um, I don't know. Maybe he maybe sat there and contemplated, but mostly, you know. Yeah, he hasn't repented. And that's why there will be a resurrection his, of judgment. his heart has not been changed. That's why there will be a resurrection of judgment, to give an opportunity for an individual. Because you so have to what admit, happens when, in your view, and I, and I reject yeah. uh, a second opportunity. The Bible okay. says it's appointed man wants to die. Okay. And in the judgment, Hebrews 9.27, once you die... You will go to one of two places. You'll be there for all of eternity. What's the resurrection of judgment in that scripture then? Do you the think final, about? final judgment in the eschaton. Mm. Oh, so, yes. just seeding you. your point for a second, yeah, yeah, yeah. which okay. I don't see, but seeding yeah. your point in this supposed judgment mm-hmm. that uh, this supposed second chance. Yeah. Um, if I'm hearing you, you believe that someone could could accept Jesus to use that terminology okay. to go to heaven, okay. yeah. but then they. But they may reject him even at that point. Yeah. They would reject him, and then what happens to the person? Here's 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 what happens. I'll thank you for that. Um, good question. When you think about it, the way we understand it is that these individuals that have died in the past are going to have an opportunity to be resurrected here on this earth after Armageddon. After Armageddon. After all evil rulers, wickedness, and Satan. Yeah. We think about hell. after the governments are going to be destroyed. After false religion will be destroyed, and after the commerce is going to be all destroyed, and evildoers are removed. That's what Armageddon. That's what Revelation says. What's going to take place? The world we know today, with the government the way it happens, the false religious practices which causes a lot of pain, and the commerce of the greediness are going to be removed. That's an external influence that affects all of our lives. Once that's removed, and another thing that affects us is internally, which is our imperfections. Once the external part is all removed, that these individuals are going to be resurrected onto the earth and have an opportunity to be educated without the external influence at all. Still be imperfect, 
And that's why the scriptures talk about the thousand-year reign of Christ. During that thousand-year reign of Christ, with Satan bound up, as you know, he's bound up. He's not able to influence the world anymore. Now it's just, do they want to learn about Christ without external influences to be able to improve their in, their internal and perfect nature to the point of reaching perfection after the thousand-year reign? The scriptures say in Revelation that it will be as the sands of the sea of individuals that will not want to partake and continue on. They'll they will kind of there'll be a little bit of rebellion. Remember, Satan will be let loose for a period of time. They will be able to then those rebellion will take place, and the ones that have been resurrected that really want to be a part of the program, new scrolls will be open to them, and they'll be able to continue on. But these other so there will be an opportunity for an individual without the external influence based upon their where they were brought up based upon the government, the this and that, they'll have an opportunity to be able to be resurrected on this earth and put it back in exactly the same place that it was from the purpose of the original. But the ones who don't, the ones who don't will be what destroyed. Happens? They will destroyed. be destroyed. What does that look like? They will be completely destroyed, out of existence, not in an eternal torment. They will just be, they'll, they receive what they call the second death. They will be no more. Annihilation. They will be, just like, just like when Adam sinned, he says, from dust you were, non-existence, to dust you will return. Non- they will be as if they're non-existent. Yeah, that's a doctrine of annihilationism. Yeah, but... So, so... I never had it classified that way, but that's what okay, it's well, that's, say. That's, that's what it's called. Well, it's... So, all of these murderers, fornicators, child molesters... Their punishment, their punishment, that they have, yes, committed sin, crime against people, but ultimately against God himself. Their punishment is to cease to exist. So it would be like 1972 for me, the year before I was born. Yeah. I wasn't being punished in 1972. That's I just wasn't, I didn't exist, didn't yeah, know that's anything. Right. That's right. So it would be like, you know, um, before you guys were born, that's whatever right. That's punishment. I wasn't being punished in 1972. You, 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 you don't have the, the privilege of living on this earth with beautiful conditions um, that you're done. You know, in terms of judgment, we don't claim to judge anybody. We don't know. There, there's people in the past, Hitler and, and different ones. We don't know. God only makes the judge. What do you do? What do you do with all of the passages? What do you do with Luke chapter 16? What says what? The rich man and Lazarus. Yeah. Send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of yeah. his finger in water and cool off my tongue, for I'm in agony in this. Form. That would be a two-hour discussion for us to kind of talk about. <laughs> what do you What do you do with uh, What do you do with with Matthew three, unquenchable fire, where the worm does not die? In yeah. fact, he, Jesus uses a personal pronoun: their worm yeah. does not die. The yeah. fire is not quenched. Wailing, yeah. weeping, gnashing of teeth. A minute ago, you quoted Revelation 14. We could go to Revelation 14 and look at yeah. verses 9, 10. It says they will be tormented day and night, yeah. day and night, forever and ever. And I, I, I'm 100% in agreement that that's what it says. But again, as you are, you're well versed in the scriptures, and I really appreciate that. That you have to look at the context and. Uh, are, yes, are some illustration Jesus didn't talk without an illustration and you look at the context of, of 16 Luke 16 you can see the context of it it is an, an illustration he's trying to point out um, and so you have to understand what's the who, who are the who are the participants 
of that illustration and what is it really trying what point are you talking about illustration you mean parable yeah the parable excuse me well the parable. So there's debate to... about whether or not that's actually a parable because in, uh, in, many people say it is but um, many say it's not but, so that's what i'm saying so because it, I, I will say um, as as evidence and support that it's not a parable that jesus is giving okay. an accurate i mean like a not, okay. not, that's a wrong choice of words giving a, a, a report about an actual event in mm-hmm. history mm-hmm. In okay. none of the other parables does Jesus give specific names. Yeah. None of them. But Luke 16, he does. He names Lazarus. Mm-hmm. He names Abraham. Mm-hmm. He names Moses. He doesn't do that in any of the parables. Mm-hmm. So if that is a parable, it is unlike yeah. any of his other parables. So that's yeah. what a lot of people think that's a real event that actually happened in history. Yeah. Well, I can see why they would think that. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, but um, it doesn't take away from the fact that him using it as an illustration. Well, I mean, if, if it's a real event that actually happened in history, then it's not an illustration. It's it's a real event that actually happened in history. It doesn't, from the from the context and reading it, it doesn't, and who he's talking to and who he's, who he's addressing, it doesn't come off as it being a real event. It, it really is a continuation of the illustrations that he is it, it, that he's describing above that. Well, I, I lean towards that it's that it's not a parable, that it's a real event in history. But okay. even if even if it was, even if it was, there are multitudinous yeah. examples of the worm does not die, the fire is not quenched. You could go to Revelation, tormented day and night forever and ever. And, and let me read to you too, Matthew twenty-five. Okay. Uh, Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that that was um, enlightening for you, a very enlightening view into their theology, but disturbing as well, because as you see, uh, the the Jehovah's Witnesses have a very, as you heard me say in this exchange, a very diminished view of God and a very elevated view of man. They believe that there will be some second chance that uh, uh, that uh, they, they will have another opportunity to kind of reform themselves, and they just need to be reeducated, and and people's sin can be excused simply because of the way in which they were raised. If if you molested a child, well, it's probably because maybe you were molested as a kid, and that's some excuse, and that merits a second chance. But this this flies in the face of biblical theology. This. This uh, reeks of a of a very very elevated view of man, in a very diminished view of God, and a in a very minimalistic view of sin. They do not understand God's holiness. They do not understand His holiness at all, and um, and they they reject eternal conscious suffering in hell. They reject that, and and uh, we will continue this look into their. Um, very aberrant view of the end times, very aberrant view of what happens when a person dies. Uh, as you heard me say, we will get into other texts, we'll, uh, and I will challenge them out of Matthew. I will challenge them out of the book of Revelation. And so that is what we will do, Lord willing, beginning tomorrow. So thank you very much, dear ones, and uh, I love to hear from you. Uh, continue to get some emails, and I really that encourages me. Love to hear from you. And if I can be of any help to you, please uh, do do email me. Let me know. Justin at justinpeters.org. I'm happy to help you any way that I can. And I appreciate so much you listening. And I hope that this has 
been of help to you. All right, dear ones. Well, Lord willing, I will see you here, uh, same bat time, same bat channel tomorrow. Thank you very much. Until our next time together, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Thank you for listening to Didache. We hope that you were encouraged and edified by what you just heard. If you have a question or comment for Justin, or interested in more teaching resources, or would like to have him come and preach at your church or conference, you may contact him at justinpeters.org.